The Spitting Feathers podcast is sponsored by House of Biscuits. Great northern biscuits from farmhouse delivered direct to your door. For more information, visit www.houseofbiscuits.co.uk. Welcome to another episode of Spitting Feathers, the podcast for thirsty people. We're back with our brand new Industry Insider series where we'll be talking to business owners about the challenges and opportunities that they see ahead of them. Today's guest is the man they call the millionaire maker, Anthony Chesworth, someone who started his business, EKM, aged just 22 from his bedroom in Burnley and is now the market leader in UK e-commerce. So this is the first in a new series of the Spitting Feathers podcast. We're concentrating on um, Lancastrian legends prior to lockdown, um, but things have changed slightly since lockdown. And so we're now trying to concentrate on how people are adapting to uh, lockdown. It just so happens that the first person we're interviewing is a Lancastrian legend. So it's the crossover between the two, a nice little link. Um, Today we're um, talking to Anthony Chesworth, who owns EKM which is an online shopping platform um, based over in Preston, but obviously operating across the UK. Is it just the UK? Is it just what? Sorry. Is it, is it just the UK or is it all across the world? No, just the UK. Uh, well, it's worldwide really, but it's predominantly UK and Europe, but we're we'll, okay. we'll okay. aiming for world domination one day. Yeah. And you're in the office today, even though your office has been closed, hasn't it? And everyone's been working from home. Yeah, our, our, our office is closed. I mean, all the utilities are all shut off. I think the only thing that's on like, is electricity, um, so it's a bit cold here. Um, yeah, everyone's been working from home since, when was it, in, in May, something, March? Yeah, it's quite a while now. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it's about eight or nine weeks now, isn't it? Mm. And it seems to have worked. I mean, I've been dealing with your guys on a daily basis, and it, it seems you wouldn't know any different. No, we, we, I mean, we've been very fortunate in the industry that we're in and also the type of business we are that everyone could work from home because when the coronavirus thing first were in the news like you know in China and stuff and it was starting to spread I, I had um, read a board meeting with all managers and I said to them all like just make sure you're prepared for this just in case it comes here and they're kind of like taking this bit of a joke really like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's not gonna happen I said, I said no seriously have a look at it and a week passed the week after I said have you, have you done anything with this and no one had so I said no seriously now I want you to check that everyone can work from home. I want to check that everyone's got internet, everyone's got the equipment they need. If we had to, everyone could literally get the tools and go home and work. And they did it. And since then, I've had like members of the team message me saying, when they were asked to go and check their home internet and go and check that they had this, that and the other, they're all rolling their eyes like, why are we having mm-hmm. to do this? And now they're all so thankful that we did it. Because we yeah. were able to like one day transition from being a total office-based company to being totally remote. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's worked really well. Um, I guess we should cover a little bit of your startup. That's um, uh, podcasting itself, really, how you got to what you're doing today. Do you want to just tell us a bit of that story? You were in your bedroom in Burnley, was it? Yeah, um, in my bedroom. Well, my sort of story starts. <laughs> I know you've heard, you've heard me talk, say this story, haven't you? Um, but my, when I sort of talk about my story, it sort of starts... Back when I used to work at Berlin General Hospital, mm-hmm. um, and I used to push. This is when I was like at university, like before university. I used to push a trolley around selling sweets and toiletries and <laughs> people on the wards. Um, and I'm only like, what would have been like 17 or something, something like that, 17, 18. And the weird thing we're doing it was that you go in, like, say, on a Saturday, 
And then you go back in on a Sunday and the people had changed. And, it, and, it, and they hadn't changed because they got better. They changed because they died. And yeah, yeah. while you're actually there doing it, people would die in front of you, which mm-hmm. with like a 17, 18 year old was just, you know, it's just bizarre, really. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know it's part of life, but it was weird. And you got talking to these people that, that were at the end of their life. And the one thing that they all kept saying was to not have any regrets and to spend life doing something that you love. Mm-hmm. And, and this idea of spending life doing something you love really, it just sort of sat with me, always has done. Mm-hmm. And because so many people, I mean, the stat is three out of four people hate what they do. Wow. That is, that, that's a stat. So three out of four people, three out of four people listening to this podcast hate what they do. They see yeah. work as this horrible shit thing that they've got to go and do. Yeah. And they hate it because it's built into us that work is horrible. Work's mm-hmm. horrible, hates work. And that's three out of four people. And, and I thought I don't want to be that. But I don't want anyone in people that hates what I do. Yeah, and 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 that and that has always that has always sat with me, and that sort of then led on to me after after going to university and stuff. I wanted to Lancaster. I wanted to pretend to be a student for another couple of years. Yeah, I, I moved into a student house with all my friends and got a job. And the job was at an internet service provider. It's no longer there anymore, but. Okay. I used to work on custom services, offering technical support and things. And one of the things I kept spotting was that you had customers ringing up who wanted to set up an online shop. Mm-hmm. At the time, the only way to do it, I mean, this is like, what, 2000-ish, 2001? Yeah. That type of time. The only way to do it back then was either you paid a web designer tens upon tens of thousands of pounds, and he built you a bespoke e-commerce website. Yeah, which was yeah. great. And, and that, that option still exists today. And yeah. if you pay for a bespoke system, as you, as you know, yeah, you, yeah. Get an, you get an awesome system mm-hmm. and it's perfect. But every day after it's been built, it's got slowly going out of date. And trying to get yeah. all that designer after they've, they've gone over the hills working on the next job is now impossible. Mm-hmm. The other option at the time was to buy some software. You know, back when it came in a box and on a seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> on a disc. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember, having to, I remember having to install it, and I just took mm-hmm. a science degree, and it was so complicated because you had to install it on your computer, you had to install it on a web server, you had to sort of secure servers, and I was having to help people do this. Mm-hmm. And I thought, there's got to be a better way than this. There's got to be a better way. Because all these people, people trying to do something that they love, they were trying to set up a business, and yet they were being bamboozled with technology. Yeah, yeah. And so... I thought, no, there's got to be a better way of doing this. So I, 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 went, I went back to my bedroom and I started programming in what would become EKM, which was mm-hmm. a platform that would let anyone sell on the internet. And yeah. I always use my benchmark. My, the benchmark I always use was my mother. My okay. mother not, not a computer person at all, total technophobe. And I thought, this has got to be built in a way that my mum could do it. Mm-hmm. And that's always been sort of a guiding principle now we don't always hit that principle we don't we, we're always trying to it's like a it's like a shining star type it's of pretty thing. much there though it's, it's pretty much there i mean i can do it <laughs> <laughs> we're trying we're trying yeah. I, I, but you never feel like you're there do you this is that no. thing when you talk to people you know people say oh you must be you must be so proud or you must be so whatever with it and and of course, of course I am. I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of everything. But as an entrepreneur, it's an entrepreneur's curse or the entrepreneur's dilemma, whatever you want to call it. You're never happy because you never... Mm-hmm. Nothing's, ever, nothing's ever finished, is it? Nothing's no. Ever no. And, and, I, and I talk to people all the time about this. It doesn't matter where they are on their, on their journey. 
whether they are a startup, whether they're an established business that's been going like 10 years or whatever. I mean, we're going into our 18th year this year and yeah. it's always the same. People don't, they're embarrassed about the business or they don't feel like it's ready and finished. And I yeah. still feel like that now. I feel yeah. the same as I did on day one. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will stay with me forever. Because I think the day that the day that you feel that you're done, like you're complete as a business or even as a person, you just decide one day, that's me done. That's how yeah. I'm done. I'm not learning anything else. That's the day to give up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you set so obviously you set off and then just to give people some idea of sort of where you're at now, um, in that 18, 19 year journey, um you you've well I don't know how many people is signed up with online shops for you, but well, give me some idea how many people and how how what volume of sales are people doing through your platforms? Well, over the years we've helped about seventy thousand people set up an online wow. business. So we, wow. we've had loads. I mean, the business grew from me in my bedroom. Um, I had about three or four years of that where it was just me in my bedroom with everything against me in terms of you know you know being told this isn't going to work and yeah. And I, and I did get told that, you know, I went to see banks and stuff to try to get money and I was told it was never going to work. So I had about three or four years of just me on my own. Yeah. Um, but then after that, we slowly started getting customers. And then I started to, I took on my first member of the team and then it grew and grew and grew and grew to where we are now, where we have helped about 70 odd thousand people set up an online business. We've got about 70 people in the team at the moment. Yeah. And it's about half a billion pounds a year goes through the network. Uh-huh. Um, more at the moment because of, the, the crisis that we're in. I mean, it's, it's effectively doubled as, as the traffic on, on, on. Yeah, so I guess, so when this um, all happened, it happened really quickly, didn't it? And then everyone just started shitting themselves, didn't they? Like, nobody knew what it meant for them. I think there's still a lot of that fear around. Almost now's the easy bit. It's what comes after is the difficult bit. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's, or lots of people still being paid furlough. We don't know what happens Christmas time beyond that when everything starts to end but when it happened really quickly did you think that online would benefit as a result at the I, beginning I certainly hope so I mean when, when it initially when it initially hit we were hoping that online would do really well because common sense said it would but what yeah. that initial week or so when it hit we saw panic because everyone yeah. was panicking weren't they I mean yeah. A lot of our customers were contacting us saying, look, what help can you offer? What can you do for us? Our business has dropped off a cliff. Because obviously yeah. some of our customers are in, like, say, the party industry or the catering industry. Yeah. Of course, they've been massively affected. And so we yeah. were thinking, oh, no, what's going to happen here? And then, obviously, we were also concerned about supply lines because there was a lot of stuff in the news about how supply lines might start drying. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we were, we were worried. Mm-hmm. But we're being optimistic because you, yeah. you can view everything through two lenses. And I appreciate now if you're someone sat at home because your business has been shut down, it's very, mm-hmm. very, very, very tough. I get yeah. that. But you yeah. can view everything through, you can have a look at the positive angle and the optimist side or the negative. Yeah. And obviously, the news is always negative, isn't it? I mean, you never see on the news, it's never today. 500 million people or whatever survived the coronavirus. It's always yeah. this died or yeah. it's this many people covered it's always these people died it's always mm-hmm. the negative. and mm-hmm. and i think you can look at it in both ways and we try to look at it in the positive way and actually it's been really really good mm-hmm. really, I mean, really we, we we were a little bit similar to that we do a lot of um, marketing for traditional 
sort of um, engineering companies and stuff like that. And we literally, we probably had all our eggs in that basket at the beginning of this and just thought, Jesus Christ, this is going to be devastating. And then thought, actually, where's our skills? Our skill is in, or we have a skill in getting people to local produce or local produce to people. So how do we just pivot the entire business and help people who are, who will struggle if they don't go online, get online and then deliver their product. And now it's, this sounds horrible, but this is the best thing that could have happened to us as a business because it's really found what we're good at rather than just doing a bit of everything. Yeah. Well, times were good, weren't they? Times were, times were good. And I, I talked about it on a video I did recently, but the coronavirus has been, has been sadly, and is, you know, obviously it's really mm-hmm. sad. You know, it's been killing people with underlying health issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The coronavirus has also been killing businesses with underlying health issues. And that's yeah. the fact of the matter. All these headlines you're seeing on the news of all these big businesses that we know and love on the high street that are going bust. Yeah. Who are blaming coronavirus. They were, they were teetering on the edge anyway. Yeah. And a lot of them were, were going to go bust with, with or without this. And I think a lot of businesses have done exact opposite to you in terms mm-hmm. of the buried the head in the sand and gone, no, 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 this, is, this isn't my fault. This is my fault. Someone has to help me. Someone has to sort this out for me. The government has to help me. Mm-hmm. Other businesses have evolved and changed and adapted like you have. Yeah. And you're going to come out of this stronger. Like, yeah, so you, yeah. You're going to come out of this way stronger. And not only that, this, this, this crisis has, has accelerated the world five years. I think we went, yeah. if you go back to that, whatever date it was in March, was like the 25th or whatever, Mm-hmm. I think we entered that in two thousand, you know, two thousand and twenty. When this eventually ends, well, even now, we're now in like two thousand and twenty-five. Mm-hmm. The world has pushed along five years because you've got, like I say, your business to come, what you, to do what you've done might have organically taken you three or four years to come to that conclusion. Yeah, yeah. All these businesses that you're working with and we're working with that have never sold online. Yeah. Never had a delivery network, never delivered anything, never allowed anyone to buy. You know, yeah. Have all of a sudden had to adapt their business and it's just pushed mm-hmm. them forward five years. It was inevitable anyway. They were going to have and, to do it. And that must be twofold, really, because one, it's pushed the businesses to do it, but the whole thing must have pushed a generation of people who weren't shopping online to shop online as well. So it must have brought more customers as well as more businesses. I know with some of the stuff that we run, um, we saw five times more signups within within a week. The business grew five times in that period oh, yeah. of time. Well, we've, we've, had, we've had customers selling things like, for example, like, like people who sell like uh, hobby type stuff, like gifts and stuff, like games, mm-hmm. like jigsaws, for example. We, we yeah. have customers who do things like jigsaws where they maybe average, say, five and a half grand a month of sales. Yeah. They're now doing about 145 to 150,000 pounds of sales in a month. Yeah, and this yeah. is life-changing amounts of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for every so for every loser, there's been a winner. But of course, yeah. no one reports on the winners because no one likes winners. No one no, likes I'm, success. They like failure. Do you know? I'm in this group on Facebook, which is um, connecting the press with uh, entrepreneurs and stuff. And you, to try to get a good story in the press at the moment is a nightmare. All they no want to know it. is who can't get a grant, who can't, uh, who can't get a loan, who can't, who's failing badly out of it and they don't want to know about actually this is this is somebody who's been working 
well, lost their job and set up a business, and they don't want to know about that. It's all the doom and gloom. Oh, no, no. If you if you did, if you did two two versions of say this podcast or whatever, or a news article where it was one story about someone who went from nothing to being a multimillionaire, and then another one from a multimillionaire to nothing. Yeah. The one that went from multimillionaire to nothing would do ridiculously well because it's a negative, horrible. And people yeah. like that. They like basking in other people's misery. And yeah. The positive stories never seem to make it, which is which is a shame. And yeah. just where the world is, sadly. And um, just talk me through. So, uh, uh, how, what what sort of growth has the your business seen, or the platforms that, or the double. people that double in this period of time? Double. It's still so, double now. We 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 are more than we are on Black Friday every wow. single day. You know, it's interesting because what the model that we've gone for when we realized we needed to pivot the first thing we did was get in touch with your guys and say look how can we do something with you because we know that there are high street shops your traditional butchers bakers candlestick makers who are going to need to go online to survive and we can put a delivery network behind them and these people have never done that before we've been able to help them but what it's really made an opportunity for is you've always been able to shop local and you know, you've always been able or you, and you've been able to shop online for a long time. But yeah. This is for the first time made you be able to shop sort of micro local, but online. Yeah. And the two have joined up for the first time ever, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. Cause the thing is, oh, they needed to do this anyway. This is like the really mm. frustrating thing. I, I, rem I remember, Go, go, you know, going way back to the start of my story when I'm in Lancaster, when, I, when I'd, I'd, I'd done the first version of EKM mm -hmm. and stuff like that, I used to go around to businesses in Lancaster, you know, city centre and say, you need a website, you need to be selling online. And this was back in, two, you know, 2002-ish. And they said, no, 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 this internet malarkey is not for me. Ain't yeah. for me, for my business. And I remember thinking to myself, all those businesses aren't going to be here in 10 years' time. And they're not. The majority of them mm -hmm. aren't. But there's a lot that that still today don't embrace technology. And it's just mm -hmm. it's so frustrating because they give you money away and they come up with, yeah. for, any, for anything, you can come up with a hundred reasons why you shouldn't do something. But yeah. you need to flip that and work out, well, how can I do it? Why can I do it? Because everyone can do that. And I, I, just, I just wish that the, the press was a bit more positive because, the, I mean, the first guy that we signed up with this, he came to us and said, it was a high street, retailer and said i need to go online and within a month he's tracking at half a million pounds in online sales now so that's i mean that's a new large house every year isn't it yeah. just from thinking i'll give it a go and if the press talked about this a little bit more it might people have to have the confidence to do it don't they and once they see that actually it's the way it's going it was interesting that you said that obviously there's been the growth and it's still going and that's what everybody's reporting Yes, supermarkets are a little easier to get around and stuff like that now. But, I mean, I was talking to a butcher the other day who said every day since this started has been like Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, when yeah. the shop's full and it's not let up since. And it's just almost, I don't know what it is, whether it's triggering something within people not to, to step away from the big multinationals and to try and support their local economies a little bit more. But even as things are easing up and being able to shop in supermarkets and stuff is easier, people aren't flocking back to them. They're still using these local high street retailers. This is, for those independent businesses, like, you know, your butchers, your bakers, your candlestick makers, this is the biggest opportunity of their lives. Mm -hmm. All of our lives. I mean, it's the biggest opportunity for, for online because... 
for the first time ever in the history of Everness, um, for the first time ever in the history of Everness, you're not competing with the high street. Yeah. You said something, you know, you, said, you, you know, if, if you, if you're whatever, whatever you're selling candlesticks, mm-hmm. you're not competing with John Lewis on the high street or Debenhams because the high street mm-hmm. there. And yeah. even after this, because everyone will be, yeah, but in a few months' time, it'll be, even when this is over, people are not going to be going shopping in the same way because I'm not going to go and take my family. And because we like going to shopping for social, you know, something to do. Yeah. I can't imagine now me, my wife and the kids going socially with masks on, gloves yeah. on, and sanitizer, being scared of going within two meters of someone to, for, as a pleasurable experience. That's not a pleasurable experience. I think another thing is people have possibly dabbled in online shopping and stuff before. But they say it takes three months to change you know, for some a habit to become yeah, a reality, yeah. and and we're at that now, aren't we? We're at, at we're at the bit we're at the bit now. I went so I've been shielded. Oh, I've been shielding for pretty much the twelve weeks, and luckily, well, just before this, I got rid of my car, so I've not had a car, so it was really easy to do it because oh, yes, I could, I, yeah, I could walk to the village shop, and I, it was really well timed for me. And then last week, I got a car again, and. I've forgotten where I was going, but I just went to pick something up, something work-related. And I was like, I don't like it. Because I've been here for three months, mm-hmm. working when I want to work, taking the dog out when I want to take the dog out, not surrounded by the hustle and bustle of life. Stuff was still arriving at the door. Yeah. I was still being fed. Everything I wanted was coming to me rather than me going to it. And when I went out, I was like, I hate it. I don't want to come out again. But that's the, ch- but that's the change again, though, isn't it? That I don't think people are sometimes... Like, like these local shops, mm-hmm. it's going to change because n- normally when you, when you go to work, same as me, you know, we come to this office here in Preston and if I needed to get something, I'd nip to Asda. Yeah. Big multinational, because I'm nipping out, I'm going past it, I'm driving past these shops, I'll nip here. If after this, people are going to be working from home more, which they are, the, the, yeah. they, you know, the working from home bubbles pop now, everyone's going to be working from home for at least a few days a week. Yeah. You're not going to be just nipping into, I'm not going to just nip into Tesco's because I'm driving past. You're going to want to shop local. You're going to yeah. want to get, to get on your bike and go to the local shop or walk up there. And I've spoke to a lot of people, even recently, that would, would love to buy locally, but they can't mm-hmm. find them online. And they don't yeah. want to go out of their house looking. Yeah. And, and again, and it's like, it's so... And I know you share this frustration, Paul. Yeah, but yeah. It's so frustrating when you see businesses that are local who could be capitalising on this. And actually, and it's not even, even, even if you don't want to be talking about all oh, making money in a crisis and stuff, yeah. you're helping people. The way you yeah. make money is helping people. You know yeah. what I mean? Because once you've got that money, if you, if you honestly feel that, like, well, I, I, I shouldn't earn a load of money during this crisis, fine, get the money, give it to charity afterwards. Yeah. But, yeah. You should be helping people. There are people now. There are, there are people in their houses now who maybe can't leave because they, you know, they're on severe lockdown because they've got underlying health yeah. issues and things. Who would love to be able to buy from their local butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, but they can't. I think the point you make about the working from home thing is really relevant, and I've not even clicked onto that because I've I've been at the happiest in my work life in the last three months than I've ever been. We're completely really? yeah and. Um, that nine to five of having to be that having to be present all the time, I really didn't like, and I've just been I've been far more productive shut away here. Um, we're all in touch with each other. 
all day long through WhatsApp video calls and stuff like that. But I'd not clicked, I'd not realized it because we're now discussing what happens after this because we all like this way of working. Mm. We're all more productive. Um, and, but I'd not considered because I think you're right. Lots of people will work from home. It, and it might be two or three days a week. And that's a conversation we've had as well. well what do, do we just need to do then? What, what do you think you and your team are going to do? We've talked about, do we have a couple of days a week where we all have to be in so that, you're not getting somebody who's in two days and it's Monday, Tuesday, and the other two's Thursday, Friday. If we're going to use an office space, we may as well say that these are the two days that we use it. And the rest of the time, it's up to you whether you come to work or not yeah. to do the work. But it's broken that. I think people had such a distrust about it, didn't they? And now it's had to have people, well, bosses probably bosses, had a distrust. Yeah, bosses, managers, yeah. Massive and, distrust. And it's been so, so much more productive for us but I'd not really clicked onto that. Actually, people are going to be going to the office less. So they're not going to be passing the shops like they would be. No. So that's going to decrease the high street further. You're, and push them, isn't it? You're not going to be nipping into the Euro garages to get your Starbucks. No, when no. You back to work, you're not going in. No. So I think, yeah, the, the, whole, um, the whole outlook changes, doesn't it? And I think there's still, even though, even though sort of this lockdown starting to lift, and I have my big reservations about whether um, we might end up with a second spike or not and back and, and back in all of this. Yeah, I, I, that's my gut feeling. I think there'll be a second spike. I think there'll be, there's a two-week lull now and then there'll be a second yeah. spike. Yeah, well, yeah, whilst, yeah, this, what's happening now won't be reflected for a couple of weeks. No. Yeah, and that, that's my gut feeling that we'll end up with a second spike. But I think we're still getting people get in touch with us now, even though lockdown's starting to lift, having seen how well online's working and sustaining so well, saying, right, well, I want, I want to do it now. I saw, I, I, I put a thing up on the internet last night because someone commented on one of our blog pieces saying that if you have a business that's not online, you don't deserve to be in business, mm -hmm. which I thought was a bit harsh. And I've actually put it up there to see what other people look. Because I thought it's, that's a bit harsh because I agree not every single business can operate online. Not every single yeah. hotel can't operate online. So you can't, you can't experience yeah. the product, can you? But there's an element of truth in it in that these days, I think everyone's realized, oh my God, I need to have an online presence. I need to be using the social networks. I need yeah. to be. Because that's the real world now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not going away. It's not going no. away at all. This is here, and it's just accelerated it. I mean, the fact that we're doing this, we're doing this on a video conference. Yeah. I've been having video meetings with people. I've had meetings with people in the last week, that, and we've even discussed it, that typically they would have come to see me. We'd do this in the future, regardless yeah. of what I'm doing. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need to ever see you again. This is fine for, for what it is. You know, like meeting with accountants and people like that. And the bank. Yeah. I don't need you to come here. So instead of something taking four hours, by the time you've got there and got back and got organized, it takes an hour. So you've yeah. another three hours in your day. So the whole productivity is just rocketing. Productivity should go up. Because remember, a lot, a lot of people, and, I, and I, I know everyone you know, should do something they love and, and enjoy it, but we all know that people go to like London and stuff for meetings because it's a day out. Yeah, yeah. You go to London for an hour meeting because it's a day out. I've been guilty of that. You know, yeah. I, I, I'll, fly, I'll fly down, just yeah. use of flying down to have a meeting. Oh, I'll, yeah. you know, I want training, but while we're there, it's we'll... different though because you've got your own plane to fly down in, haven't you? Yeah, but, but, <laughs> you, but you, you know, what I mean, you use transport just 
it's for something to do. And it's yeah. fine to get enjoyment out of it, but people do. You know, there's people like traveling business class all around the world to go for a meeting. That's yeah. like, it's going to be so hard to justify that after this. And well, so prior to this, with the marketing company that we run, I was, um, I spent a lot of the time on the road just catching up with clients or pitching to people. And obviously, we've not been doing any of, well, we've been doing it, but we've been doing it differently over the last three, well, three months. And we've taken on more clients in that period of time than we ever have in any other period of time. And if I'd have thought prior to this, oh, well, I can do that in a phone call, I'd have thought, well, we'll never win. We're no. never going to beat somebody who's going to go to the effort of driving there. And you don't need to do it, do you? It's, and, no. and people, fair, people don't like change. I think, I think yeah. fundamentally, people do not like change. So this is the way it's always been done. This is the way it'll be done. Mm-hmm. This has forced change. It's forced change on managers. It's forced change on bosses. It's forced change on employees. It's forced changes on us as, as individuals in terms of our shopping habits. People like to be able to nip here, nip there. Yeah. Pretty forced on them. And mm. so now everyone's doing what's the most efficient and best way of doing something. And I think in terms of sort of the online industry, I think it's forced change within that as well. Because prior to this, if you were ordering from, I had a chat to a butcher the other day who um, we're doing, well, we're just setting up with. Um, and he said, I want to get to the, will we be able to do evening deliveries? Because I want to get to, the stage where if you order by lunchtime that day the meets at home when you get home so right. it's, it's spe- whereas before people just thought oh, online it's all right if it takes a day or two now it's almost that on de- matching on mm-hmm. demand the popping in com- well matching the convenience with online to being same day convenience it's almost like bringing amazon out into the sticks yeah. of preston and yeah. Cole and places like that. i mean I, i'm hoping it accelerates things like like drone delivery, like, like you know, you've seen like these little like the little buggy things that drive around, and, they, and they're doing that in the UK now in certain places, like Midlands and stuff, or like Essex or somewhere. Um, but drone delivery, which again, we've we've all watched the videos of Amazon's little drones delivering part. Yeah, yeah. And again, people sit there coming up with a hundred and one reasons as to why that can't work. This can't mm-hmm. work because it's going to upset the birds. This can't work because someone's going to shoot it down. This can't yeah. work. Hanging off them, a hundred and one reasons. But this now has forced people to actually go. How can we get it to work? Because yeah. that's the thing where it's totally contactless delivery is what people are going to want. Yeah. Because that now, if that existed now, would be immense. Yeah. These people are not allowed to see anyone because they've got severe underlying health issues. Could literally step out into their garden while a drone drops yeah, the plant yeah. medicine or something. And it's mental to think about that, isn't it? Like that could be a thing. But 12 months ago, if you just said, well, the online will double in the next 12 months, no. we just said, no, it won't. People well, won't could, this could, I mean, this is like being in a movie. Not yeah. a good one, but it's no. like being in a movie, isn't it? Because like, this is like something like you'd see like um, Bruce Willis on a, an asteroid blowing it up in space or something. Yeah, like, yeah. The whole world's been affected by this. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going through the same thing. And it's like, like you said, who would have thought six months ago that all the economies of the world had stopped. I know. And yeah, some of the biggest ones. And I just wonder what, what's going to be the future for things that I'm thinking, well, slightly selfishly really, but things like Amazon Fresh, where you can order in Manchester and have it dropped on your doorstep and all of that yeah. stuff. And they've always struggled to break out of the cities just because they don't have the networks and stuff. But they own the brand. 
And all we're basically doing is setting that up where they've not managed in areas. Yeah. So we're working with people like veg suppliers and it's, it's their brand. So they're selling to their customers. We're filling vans up with meat, veg, whatever, and dropping it around at people's houses. So we're managing to do what Amazon have never managed to do, anybody, using the people anybody, who've always done it. The, the problem is, Amazon, obviously, is the biggest one in e-commerce. You know, it's the yeah. biggest company in e-commerce. Everyone talks about it, and everyone's scared of them. They're threatened by them. And how could anyone possibly, you know, how could a candlestick maker or a butcher or a baker possibly compete with Amazon? Mm-hmm. How could they? Amazon don't, aren't doing anything particularly special. It's just that they get off their arse and they do something instead yeah, yeah. of being that person. Oh, well, I can't possibly compete, so I won't even bother. Like, the reality mm-hmm. is, like I said, the people that you're working with now are competing at the same, if not better, level mm-hmm. than those on Amazon. And of but course, if people... A million reasons as to what... Again, a million reasons why I couldn't do it. And it's like, of course you can do it. And if people have a choice between... It's, it, say Amazon Fresh operated here, and they have a choice between buying from the bakers at the end of the road and having that drops off in the same way or buying from Amazon. They're going to choose the local people, aren't they? As long as the service is good. Look, people, yeah. people always complain. It's, it's, again, it's that human dynamic thing. People don't mind people having a little bit of success, but if they get too successful, oh, it's not good like Amazon. <laughs> the reason why Amazon is as big as they are is because they do a better job than everybody else. Because the reality is classically, if, yeah. like you alluded to earlier, if I normally ordered from a local shop yeah. I'd order it it could be a week before it comes yeah, yeah. I don't know where it is and, I, and then if it comes and I, and I don't like it I've got to fight and argue to get my money yeah, back yeah. whereas Amazon you order it almost next day it's there any problems I'll accept it back yeah, yeah. the website's easy to find and use so no wonder I'm going to buy off Amazon absolutely people have to realise that they are competing against Amazon if you're selling online you're competing against a guy who's on spaceships you know because yeah. he has to <laughs> You've got to up yeah. your game. You've got to yeah. up your game. You can't just spend like an hour. Because that's what people do. They, they, they set up a website somewhere, one of these website builders, spend an hour on it, and then they wonder why I've not made a million pounds this month. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. You spent an hour on it. You, yeah. You've not set up a, a fulfillment network. You know, you've, you're not working with delivery companies like yourself. Or yeah, yeah. You've got the people involved. And that's the problem. You're not competing at the same level, are you? And so, if you want to play a Premier League of football, you've got to be training every single day, watching absolutely. your diet and everything like that. It's no good going down to the pub every day and eating whatever you want and never training and then complaining that you can't get a job at Manchester United. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, so, tools are there and the businesses are there and the services are there to help you compete with these companies. And, and that leads me on to my next point, really, because a huge number of people have signed up to go online. But there are a lot of people that still haven't. And you see it at the moment. So there's like little bakeries and stuff that are opening up because they, they now can. And I think that there's a fair chance in another month or so they'll be closing down again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, haven't got, they haven't made the transition to online. How, how, do, how do we convince those people that actually the safest way to secure your business yeah. is to be online? You can still have the shops and everything. But you're going to be a you're going to do a lot more business. Yeah. Well, the the, the sad, horrible thing is when it when it when it does events happen is the, the government help that they're doing, which is basically propping capitalism. Yeah. Can't last forever. Capitalism: no. the strongest ones thrive and the weakest ones die off and they get replaced. Yeah. Sadly, if those businesses again on the second time around do yeah. not embrace online, they will go bust. Yeah. They will be replaced by someone else who comes along who can do it. 
And, yeah. and that's sadly what's going to happen. And, it, and it's, it's soul destroying to see it. I mean, I have conversations all day long. I see it all day long. These people where it's like, just set up a shop, sell online. Yeah. Don't <laughs> use us. Don't use us. Use somebody else. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Sell online. And it's just like, you can't get through to them. No and the thing is, we're at the stage now where, the, once upon a time, there might have been a significant cost to do that, but it costs literally nothing. To, you no, it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. It's cheaper yeah, than a cup of coffee a day. It really it's is. Not, it's it's that money that you would have been spending on Starbucks yeah. to, to set up a business and earn some money. I mean, even now as, a, even now as an individual sat at home, most people around the entire country now are probably £500 better off a month because they're not yeah. paying for commuting. There's no yeah. fuel. You're not paying any fuel. Use that five hundred pounds. Invest it in yourself. Set up a business. Do some. Do something that you love. Something you're passionate about. Yeah. Don't don't piss this opportunity away. Watching Game of Thrones. And I think that is the, another really good point that everybody has. So this is this might happen again soon. But this this opportunity of having time to develop yourself will it, you won't get it for much longer. Yeah. This is massive. This is massive. Yeah. I mean, there's people, there's people that, they've got so much more free time now. And I know it's not out of choice. No one would want this. But use, you know, you, you know, play the cards that you've been dealt. And at the moment, you've been dealt a lot of spare time. Don't spend it playing bloody Animal Crossing or watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. But by all means, if you enjoy doing that, do that. But that's some of that time that you've got. Invest in yourself. Learn, I mean, learn a new skill or a new hobby. Yeah. Learn it play a musical instrument, anything, but come out of this better than you went into it. And there are two... There are two at the start. You know, you want, to, you want to come out of this... Like you, you guys have. You come out, you've entered this as a, a one type of business, come out of it a better business, a better yeah. version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And the, there are two kinds of people, aren't there? The kind of people who have struggled with it a lot and are getting up after lunch and really not dealing with it. And then there's the kind of people who are furloughed and intending after furlough not to go back to work yeah. because they're working as hard as they can to create a future for themselves recognizing that you will never be given this much time whilst you're being paid ever again well this is but this is where people have been called up. All, all those people who for years have you know when you've said to them why don't you, write? you know, they always say oh, i'm going to write a book or i'm going to set my own business up or, i'm going to learn how to play the piano why have you not done it and every time you'd see him why have you not done it but i don't have time yeah it's like you've just had two months. You've yeah. had two months, you've got no excuse. So when you see these people, and we all, we all have them in our family and friends, when you see yeah. them after this, how did you get on learning to play the piano then? Oh, I've not done it. If they haven't done it after this, they're never going to do it. No, no. And, that, and, that's the, and that's the problem. And, that, and that's, I suppose, that same issue why, you know, the people that do try online or they do try and don't succeed, it's because they're playing at it. They're not treating it as a business. There's a lot of people in business who aren't really in business, they're playing at it. Yeah, and yeah. if you took it more seriously, you could you could spend, imagine spending every day doing something that you love. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate, that's like the ultimate thing. I mean, someone asked me the other day on, on LinkedIn or something like, do you, do you see yourself as successful? And it's a funny one to add to that, but I thought yeah. about it and I thought, you know what? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. I spend life doing something that I love. With people that I love, you know, I've got a family and everything. I, I do. So by, by definition, and I think anyone, if one out of four people love what they do, they're the successful ones. And I think if you get to that um, stage, because prior to this, I had that like presenteeism of like, oh, I don't want to go to the office. And, and now this is, it's made me love work so much. Then 
work-life balance doesn't matter anymore. No. You don't have work. I, I think I've seen one of your videos about this yeah. before where it's just life. So yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm working at midnight and don't start till 11 the next day. If it's all happening, you don't need to have a defined, this is when no, this happens. The, the work-life balance thing is, is, I think that's one of these things when you find these people that, that, that you know, fancy themselves as an entrepreneur or a business owner, and they struggle with it, it's because they've got that employee mentality of work-life balance that when they leave, which is really difficult at the moment, because when they leave the office, they shut off. They do not even think, a thought of work doesn't even enter their brain until nine o'clock the next morning. Yeah. And when you do your own thing, that's, there is no such thing as a work-life balance. That's you trying to hold on to some historic idea that, oh yeah, I finish at five. It's all one thing if you love what you do. You yeah. literally do bits whenever you want. Like I... I might be, do, I'll probably be doing work tonight. I'm just on my phone. I might just be sat there. But most people sit on the phones messing. I do the same, but I'm generally mm -hmm. working. Yeah. And I work from the minute, I think about work from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed. And some people will be listening to this going, oh, sad or whatever. That's not yeah. I love it. It's what I, I do. I love it. It's what I enjoy to do. Yeah. I actually said to somebody the other day, I don't, I don't want to stop working today because I felt like I was so into it and, I, I didn't want to go to bed. I didn't want the work to stop because I was I like that. Into the, yeah, yeah. But this is why you end up being successful, though. It's, it's, it's the same old thing of, you know, why, why are some people successful and some people not? Because they don't treat it as work. Like, I, mean, I always use the analogy like sport. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really into sports, but I always use it because people get it. But like, you know, like your Tiger Woods, your David Beckham's, people like that. Why are they really, really good at what they did? Because yeah. they, it weren't a job. But Tiger Woods doesn't rock up to golf course court, you know, as he's walk, walking on going, oh, here we go again, I've got a bloody plate, oh, I hate this. <laughs> because he wouldn't perform, because once you find that thing that you love to do, you'll keep practicing and practicing, because you love it. And mm -hmm. then you get better and better and better at it, you get more and more success, more rewards, and, and that's how the world works. Whereas if you hate what you do, you never practice it, you never get any good at it, it's a spiral downwards, and then you can't yeah. how bad you've got it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, looking to the future, do you think this is it? Is online, is it going to prepare back a little bit or is this it now? I think it's definitely, except, like I say, we've gone five years forward. So I think there's always going to be this uplift now. I don't think that uplift will ever drop down. Will it stay at 100%, you know, to, you know double, whatever it is? Probably not. I think it's interesting because... Like me and Alison, like my wife, we've talked about it. Like, are you going to be rushing out? No, you're not. But then you look on the news or you drive past the KFC or something and you see him going around the block. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, maybe some people will, because I don't think some people get it. It's mm -hmm. like some people don't get it. I mean, I've had conversations with people where they're saying like, oh, well, salaries for this are going to be going up. Opportunities for this are going to be going up. It's going to be great. You know, as an employee and stuff like, oh, and you're thinking... Mm -hmm. There's going to be one of the world's worst Great Depressions here. There's going to be a worldwide recession, and there's going to be millions upon millions of people lose their jobs. Yeah. This, the, the world, the new normal, it's a new normal. It's never going to go back to the way it was. No, and, and the, this is, a, again, and you see so many people, I posted about it on LinkedIn this morning, just a really simple thing. So, you see so many people, people saying, well, when we're back to normality, and you and those people, those yeah. people in business who are saying, well, when we're back to normality, won't survive it. They've got, the red, they, in the, they've got the red in the sand. They've got yeah. the red in the sand. There's no, this, this is going to be new normal. This, this yeah. is, you know, what it's going to be like in four or five years' time, I don't know. And I know people 
a quick to forget things. So mm-hmm. is it going to be as dire as it is now? Probably not. But I think it's going to be massively different. Mm-hmm. And remember as well, like if you, t- if you talk about recession and stuff and like, you know, businesses going bust and stuff, we were due a recession anyway. You know, the, yeah. the, there was a massive bubble. There still yeah. is really because the stock markets have, have, well, they're in a world of their own at the moment. Yeah, and yeah. coronavirus has sort of been the pin that popped it. And mm-hmm. it's going to be unravels it all and that was going to happen again anyway and so I, I, I guess well every time you have a recession you end up with uh, loads of startup businesses don't you people have been yeah. made uh, unemployed and so that's a great time for people to be thinking about online and stuff but how does online fare generally in a recession do people stop buying online no I think it tends to go I think it tends to go up doesn't it online because again people are looking for that the, the better deals they're looking for a cheaper way of doing things and people always spend. People always spend on extravagance. This is the thing. People always spend and go shopping. It's like yeah. we've gone through. We've gone through what two, like two recessions probably. I, I have gone through. Um, and for most people, probably didn't even notice. Blinking, they didn't even notice it. You know, yeah. like the 2008 recession. I bet most people don't even even realise they went through one. Yeah. And so I think- online. Online's always growing. This this is the beauty of online. Is it's growing because it's a yeah. tiny percentage of total commerce. It's only like about 10, 20% of the total commerce. So it's always going to be growing up, always going. So even in a recession, it's still going to be going up. Mm-hmm. But the high street is going down. And, and every time, again, to look at the positive, and I, and I get there's a lot of negativities, but when you look on the news and you see Debenhams going bust or whatever, or one of these mm-hmm. next ones going bust, yes, it's very sad for everyone who works there. But if you've got an online retail, you know, if you're selling on the iron, it's good for you. That's more yeah. able to your website straight and, away. I, I think one of the other good things to come out of this is traditionally probably people have thought you can get a better deal online than the high street. Um, and, but now this has become a real opportunity. I think one of the biggest opportunities is for the local retailers to go online. So people are being able, people are now able to see without go, it's a lot of effort to go into your yeah. local butchers and check whether it's cheaper, but now people are able to see that actually the high street is pretty much on a level with online and n- this is the opportunity to prove that because the prices are right there in front of them. It's convenience though, isn't it? I mean, ignoring it, ignoring anything to do with prices and stuff, is online going to carry on growing? Yeah, because it's convenience. Because if, if, I, if I now decide, like now if I decide I want some, I need some meat or something, I, I, yeah. I, remember, I remember something, I can, at this exact moment, get my phone out, go onto Amazon, and it's about to get done. It's, it's out of my head. Yeah, yeah. It. It's out of my head. That's what people do. They want convenience. Yeah. Whereas traditionally, I'd have to remember it, go to my local shop, go and mm-hmm. buy it. It's going around in my head all day. They might not have it, might have it. Da, 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 da. It's convenience. And I want to be able to shop when I want to shop. I don't want to be able to shop in my local butchers when I'm actually in my local butchers. I might want to do it now. I might know yeah, we're yeah. in our conversation now, or you're yeah, in yeah. a shop or something. And I yeah, think yeah. Oh, I've got a spare couple of minutes now. I'll buy some, some food for tonight. Yeah. And, and people want that convenience. And, and so every, everyone you talk to in e-commerce, that is the overriding number one factor that they talk about. It's about convenience. Convenience. Yeah. And, I have this conversation like, like we are kids school and stuff. Like, they, like schools and stuff, obviously, they've been forced to adapt to this new world. And some are really struggling with it because they yeah. don't. And they, they, for example, have like a, a school shop. Mm-hmm. And this shop is only open at certain times. So yeah. and it was just a bookmate. This is this is before this. It always, it used to send you an email saying, "Hi, parents. The school shop is open between ten o'clock and eleven. Yeah. 
It's like, and every time I do fights with them, say, why is it not online so that your parents, while they sat in the playground, can just order what they want on the phone? And I actually went to speak to them about it. And yeah. oh, well, but how would that work? What, what would we do? Because what would like Marjorie do when people don't come into a shop? It's like, well, Marjorie could do something else. Or yeah. It's just only processing the orders in the same way. And, yeah. and, and that Davis, Davis put something up the other day that's really that heartbreaking. They put something else up again, saying they're reopening the shop. We social distance between this time and that. <laughs> and it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. You can have all these parents that are desperately needing to buy, well, depending when they go by, but they want to buy school uniforms and you can't buy it on your mobile phone. It's like, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. Come it, on. Yeah, so it's all down to the convenience thing. I want to quickly touch on subscription. Um, obviously, a lot of what I've done is subscription-based. Yeah. And there, seem, and there seems to be a huge... So we've just set up... Um, this biscuit company, the House of Biscuits. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Another subscription-based thing, and again, that's um, a traditional business that's been around. Farmhouse biscuits have been around for sixty years, I think. They've been around a long time, haven't they? Then. Yeah, and uh, we're using this opportunity to take them online because traditionally they were selling all of the big, um, prestigious London department stores, which are closed. So we've used that as an opportunity for them. Obviously, with the Modern Milkman, that's a subscription-based business. What? What do you think it is that is driving so much, sub well, Amazon subscription, what do you think it is that's driving so much subscription? Convenience, again. Because if you, if you know, people, would, people want to use the less brain power as possible. You, you know, your brain, yeah. I always talk about, it's like, is it that third law of thermodynamics? Not yeah. to go into physics of science. <laughs> there's, there's a law of physics, in, right? I think it's like the third law of thermodynamics, which means that everything wants to be in its most energy efficient state. Mm -hmm. That's a law of the universe. So that's why you end up with sand dunes and stuff and why eventually a house, if it's left, will eventually turn to dust and turn into a sand dune. And yeah. it's the same reason why you as a human being, your happiest state is sat vegetated on the settee doing nothing. Because yeah, you yeah. want to be energy efficient. It's why when you, maybe first time you drive to a new place, you're a bit more tired than driving to work because your brain wants to use as less energy as possible. So once it memorizes that route, you don't have to yeah. think about it much. Yeah, yeah. That's what all this is about. It's all about the third law thermodynamics. <laughs> this is what everything's about. Using the least possible energy at any moment. So being able to buy online on your mobile phone, like we talked about like the school uniforms, because it's the least, it's the most energy efficient state to be sat on the settee or in your uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Subscriptions is the next one on from that. Mm -hmm. That's based on the fact that if I know I am eating a packet of biscuits every week. Yeah, yeah. And I can press something that means I don't even have to use the energy to pick up my phone to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. So the answer is, it's a thermo, it's a second law of <laughs> thermodynamics. And just, just really to uh, finish off today, there will be people out there hopefully listening to this thinking, I'm going to give it a go. What yeah. would be your tips for um, e-commerce startups? Well, my first tip would be get off your ass and do it. Yeah. I, I could go for it. Tip would be... You want to build, if you, if you, you, people are obsessed with trying to come up with a business idea that no one else is doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this comes from. I don't know if you're watching Dragon's Den or The Apprentice mm -hmm. or something. People are obsessed that you can only set up a business if you have a unique idea. Yeah. No one has a unique idea. I didn't have a unique idea. People were setting, people were on online shop platforms before. People were delivering milk before you yeah. started. Yeah. Yes. No yeah. one has a unique idea. Apple was not a unique idea. Microsoft was not a unique. None of these big companies, Facebook, they all had yeah. other competitors and other people do it. So get that out of your head straight away. Yeah. All you need to do is look for an industry, look for something you, you're passionate about that you would love to do. 
Yeah. Whatever that is, if you're into Star Wars, whatever, do something around Star Wars, but find something is that you love to do. And also look for industries where it's not that good. Where you went yeah. onto an experience and you thought, this isn't very good. So I think that's I think that's a really good point because somebody said to me about the biscuit thing um, because when we've done all of the local produce stuff, I have a real passion about local produce. And somebody yeah. said to me, I didn't know you're that passionate about biscuits. And I said, well, I'm not at all. I just know how subscription works. And I just know everybody else, well, nobody else is doing it or doing it badly. Yeah. So it, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be your passion, does it? If, if you can spot if you can spot where somebody's doing it badly and there's yeah. a business yeah, yeah. But, but you love the local thing and you love yeah 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 the actual i mean like i say i don't love every single part of my business i don't love every single job here of course i don't and and i'm not even like a massive retailer i'm not a retailer but i love i've always loved building systems and software that people use and they can get and can derive some enjoyment out of it and, and do something that they love that's what i'm doing it for mm -hmm. so that that finding that passion it can be quite overarching like, like I, yeah, I, I, yeah. My, my mission of life is to is to spend life doing something that i love and help other people to do that that's mm -hmm. quite that's quite open is that yeah yeah and so yeah. you just don't have to be so specific like you don't have to yeah my my entire life's work is biscuits yeah yeah yeah. Have to yeah. Do that. but then again if you love biscuits yeah but the thing is find that thing that you like to do and if you are talking about selling online Obviously, yes, sell on social networks, sell on Amazon, sell on Etsy, sell on eBay, all that stuff. It's all really good and it's a great way to get have a little go get started. But whatever you do, build your own brands. What a lot of people do, and especially at the moment, is they'll 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 start importing a product or selling a product, and they'll stick it on Amazon and eBay. And they'll go, oh, this is well good, is this? I'm getting loads of money. But you're not building your own brand, you're only building Amazons. And so yeah, yeah. if I buy if I buy some biscuits on Amazon, yeah. regardless of who's supplying them, whether that be you or somebody else, mm. I'm buying them off Amazon. As far as I'm concerned mm. as a consumer, I bought them off Amazon. Amazon's yeah. where my loyalty is. It's nothing to do with you as a seller. And at mm. any moment, somebody else could sell the same product as you and undercut you. And yeah. even Amazon themselves... They're now buying out the products, yeah. aren't they? Well, they've started doing it all the time. We were looking the other day, like the, um, obviously, like batteries, they do their own batteries now. They even... Yeah. The Logitech mice, we were, look, we were looking to buy some for the team. Amazon do their own and it's exact rip-off of it because yeah. they look at what sells. And, and, and what they would do eBay and Etsy as well, build your own brand. So yeah. sell on all the marketplaces, yes. Sell on social, but encourage people to come to your website, to your brand and buy into your brand because that's what's important. If you now yeah. think of all the stuff that you love and like, it's a brand. And, and now, now more than ever, people will be buying into people, won't they? Um, and brands, this is what this whole thing has sparked off, this whole local thing. And local doesn't have to just be, it's at the end of the street. No. The whole local thing is buying into is, the value of a brand, isn't it? You, you look at your business, Paul, like, like the modern milk. Milk is pretty much, it's a commodity. Yeah, milk yeah. is milk. It's, 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 it's a commodity. I know there's different qualities and stuff. I get that. Yeah. Tell me all about it. All about it. <laughs> commodity. People buying from the modern milkman are buying from you and your team and they're buying into that brand. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And, and, and that's why that's the most important thing you've got. Mm -hmm. That's the most Absolutely. important thing. And that's where you've got to invest in your brand and, and invest in yourself. Tell your story. People like people. And people mm -hmm. like people like them, which is why yeah. you've got to tell your story and get people to buy into it. For a long time, even with our business, we used to pretend that we were a lot bigger than what we were. You know what I mean? Like when it was just me on my own, I used to pretend yeah, yeah. a spaceless company. Um, yeah customers and it's a total reversal now you know we, we, yeah. we're very big you know large employer in this area and if anything 
become more personable. I, I put myself out there everywhere I can to make yeah, people yeah. realize that you buy enough real people here. You're not a fa- it's not a faceless company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's about having that. Yeah, being that real person, I think, isn't it? But build I, that brand. Build that brand. Build your own personal brand and build that brand. Just don't import something from China and stick it on a platform and then, and then wonder when your business disappears. Yeah, and the big yeah, and I, I think so often as well people make the mistake of thinking they can just set up a shop and people will come. Yeah, no. And well, no, because the reason why you put some... And this, this, this is always the, the, the comeback that comes back from me saying that. Well, well, if I put my biscuits on Amazon, I get loads of orders. If I put my biscuits on my own website, I don't get anything. It's like, right, okay. Amazon spend millions a day on advertising, probably billions, yeah. and everyone yeah. knows Amazon. What do you spend on marketing? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. your shop is in the Wild West. That's where you've got to... You got to leverage it. So if you if you put your biscuits on Amazon, when you send them out, put a voucher in there, or make sure that the box it's in, or the or the tape that's wrapping, it's got your website address on. Encourage them to order from you, and invest in marketing. Our biggest, yeah, you know and, and so many people don't do that. And our big with the house of biscuits, our biggest expenditure to date has been marketing, marketing. and finding the people who are going to be our customers. Because we know we yeah, we can't just set it up and expect people to come. Yeah. We've got to go find them. And it's so yeah, and easy to the find them now as well. People sit there and they say, no, no, one, no one can find, no one's buying from my website. Why? And I always ask, it's a pretty much a standard question. I always ask, say, let me know how much you've spent on Google advertising, Facebook yeah. advertising, how much time you've spent on your social media. And the answer yeah. is always none. I don't yeah. like Facebook. Yeah. don't like Instagram. And uh, I'm not, I don't like paying for advertising. Why is my yeah. business not going to success? It's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, come on. How is anyone going to know about you? Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, so, it's so easy and cheap to do now to find the people who are relevant to your product, isn't it? We're in such a lucky position. You used to have to take the front page of the Colm Times or whatever and advertise to loads of people who would never buy your product. And now you can advertise just to the ones who are likely to. Yeah, you've got to take I think the thing what it is, is you've got to take it seriously because if, if you genuinely or wanting to build a business. Like, like you probably want to build, not, not a little bit of fun or a bit of a, mm. a thing. You generally want to build a business that's going to provide for you and your family. You've got to do it properly. Yeah. You've got to invest in it. You've got to invest in marketing. Mm. Or you accept that you're playing at it. You accept that just, 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 just to show off to your friends or to show off to your family, well, I've got my own business. Fair yeah. enough. And accept it's never going to do anything. But you can't expect, you, no, should you, you can't possibly expect that you're going to build this thing that's going to, pay for you and your family with next to no investment. Yeah. It's it's deluded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think the biggest tip for the moment has to be just get up and do it, doesn't it? Get off your ass and do it. You'll never get anything. That's a tip with anything, isn't it? Get off your ass and do it. You'll never get the time again. And you'll never get the opportunity. The opportunity for online is just there to be taken, isn't it? Yeah. Would that be your tip then? Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, just get up and do it. Yeah. And I know so many people who are making excuses of why they're not doing, and I'll do, well, I'm going to get ready for after all of this. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, a lot of people commented on that post I put up saying, oh, well, it wouldn't work for my business online. People like the face-to-face. They like, they like, the it's like, but you can't even do that. Yeah. And even no. if you can, even if you can do face-to-face, are you doing Zoom conferences? Are you doing Google Hangouts? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to get your face in front of them? Because yeah. there's a lot of businesses that, because this coronavirus obviously can't, you know, they can't trade or maybe people won't be buying your party supplies or they won't be buying, you know, catering equipment yet. 
But they, what they will be doing is they'll be researching it. It's like cars. Mm-hmm. People might not be buying cars at this point in time, but you can be damn sure now that people are looking on the internet, cars, they're watching videos, they're watching reviews, they're reading up about everything so that when they can buy it, they'll buy it. And if yeah. you're not putting content out there, you're missing those eyeballs. So you've got to also think in that, in that regard that like, look, you need to be out there so yeah. that you buy, they buy from you because otherwise they forgot about you. Because again, it's that biggest opportunity in your life that you're getting your eyeballs onto your website and onto your products. Oh, and when, when people say, oh, it wouldn't work for my business or it's all about the personal touch and stuff like that, Actually, online presents an opportunity to be even more personable because if I'm a butcher in a shop and I've got 20 people in front of me, I have no time to spend with them. No. So some people might get some time with me, but it might be once every four times you come in. Whereas you can be emailing those people every single time after they've shopped with you, thanking, genuinely thanking them yeah, for yeah. your custom. Um, they feel like they've got a better relationship. They have contact with you more often than if they were coming into your shop and, yeah. And you also, have to be, you also have to be honest with you. I mean, it's a big thing, isn't it, with sales? That like, if you ask most salespeople, why are you better than you? Cook? Oh no, you know, why do people buy from you? Why are you good at selling it? Like, oh, it's because of me, because my personality. People like me. I'm really. Good. And it's like, no, it's not. It's no. not at all. It's because you're selling a good product, or because your process is right. You've got a process that sells. We- we all like to, everybody, all of us, you will, I will, we all do. We all like to sort of, in our own heads, build up our own self-importance. That yeah, yeah. You know, we're pivotal. Like, if I died tomorrow, the world would, or the world would be a worse place. The reality is, is the world carries on and you've got to, these people are saying, yeah, my business wouldn't work without my personal, it probably would. And you, we, we you used to, at least experiment with that and try it. Try it and, and prove it. We used to, I used to experience that when I was in politics more than anything. You'd get somebody who was like a kamikaze hard work counsellor and they'd say, well, I'll just go independent. I'll beat you all. And every single time somebody would resign from the party, stand as an independent, and then the next party candidate would win because nobody was backing. They weren't electing the local person. They were electing the brand. Yeah. And the brand's the most important thing. And, And people think they are the brand like... Like, like me and you, you might think you are the brand of modern milkman. You know, if you weren't, if you weren't here, it's still, it's still good because ultimately that's the power of a brand. That's the, yeah. that's the power of a brand. It's like EKM. You know, I'm Mr. EKM, whatever. I got it on my jacket and everything. But <laughs> the, the power of a brand is, is, is bigger than one person. And, yeah. and, and, that's, and that's providing more value. And, and, and you'd be building a pretty risky business. Power. You'd be building a pretty risky business, wouldn't you? If it could only come, if it, yeah. If if you go and have a car accident and you're taking out the equ- equation for six months, you'd want there to be a business to come back to. Well, suppose you? That, that, that that's the counter argument to what you were saying. There isn't these people that do say, "Oh, my business wouldn't work without me." You've got a flawed business then. Yeah, yeah. A business model because it should work without you. Because what if you were in a car accident? Yeah, yeah. You've not got a business. You, you you've not got a business. You've got a job. Yeah. You create a job for yourself, not a business. And, and, and that's the diff, diff, difference, isn't it? A business should continue on its mm-hmm. own, regardless of who's on it. It's like a ship, isn't it? A, lim- a limited company is effectively like a vessel. It's a ship. And yeah. it's crew in it. And yes, it has a captain, you know, the CEO or whatever, the captain. Mm-hmm. But that captain can be replaced by another one. And that ship continues forevermore. Absolutely. And I think people forget that. I think start to, if the captain starts to think that they're bigger than the ship. Yeah. We're now, um, well, online is absolutely booming. I want you to predict what online will be doing in a month and in 12 <laughs> months. In a month and 12 months. 
in a moment, I think we're starting to see it steadying off. Mm -hmm. Or the next one, I think now this, as we're entering new normal, yeah, I think it'll start to ease off now. It'll steady a little bit. Yeah. As and by that, by that, do you just mean the growth will be? It won't die yeah, down. Yeah. The growth I mean, will just be like, less rapid. Yeah, I mean it's been like hockey stick growth. I mean I've shared graphs and stuff online. It's been like it's been literally a straight line <laughs> growth. It's been astronomical. Um, I think it's going to stop. It's going to be leveling off a little bit as this as the new normal sets in. Mm -hmm. um, and I and think. If there's a second lockdown, do we see a big spike again then, or? Good question. I think you'll, I think, I don't think it'll be a big spike. No, I think, because this is new, no, I think we've seen the spike. I think, yeah. I think you'll start to see it leveling off. It'll probably jump back up to where, at the peak that it was. Um, yeah. I think if anything, there's going to be, it's a change in what people have ordered. I think people have ordered stuff because of scarcity, haven't they? So because... Yeah. Because you know that you can go and buy, I don't know, a can of Coke or something. Yeah. But because you risk not being able to buy it, all of a sudden you want it. Yeah, yeah. Done. But yeah. what's happened now is that everyone's got a lot of stuff at home that they don't probably need, but they bought it in case they couldn't get it. Yeah. So there's that, there's that glut of stock sat in people's house. You know, rather than being sat in a warehouse somewhere, it's actually sat on people's house. Sat in house people's house. Yeah. And we're all guilty of it. Everyone will have bought a little bit more than what yeah. they could have done because he was scared they might not be able to get it. And so that glut has eventually got to flatten out, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what you're going to see e-commerce-wise, though, you're going to see certain sectors do really well. So like home, mm -hmm. anything to do with home and garden is going to go really mental because yeah. people now, they're not going on holiday. So they're going to use that money instead and invest it in their homes. They're going to invest in yeah. their home offices. They're going to invest in their homes. I think everyone's, you know, no one's going on a summer holiday this year. No. In the home. So things like that are going to do really well. And you're going to mm -hmm. see that spike. There's going to be a bit yeah. of a delay. And I think playing forward more like six months into 12 months, I think at the end of the year, you can see a lot of financial trouble for businesses because a lot of businesses have deferred the VAT. They've got these yeah. bills and B-bill loans and all this sort of stuff, which it's only deferring a problem. You know, yeah. in this it's deferring a problem, and I think that come the end of the year, mm. it's a tight time for a lot of industry. You're going to see some industries really, popular and mm -hmm. you're going to see people going bust. So there'll be a, the, unless the government does something about that. So all it's done is pass this problem down the line. Yeah, and I can't. I, I know I was really, really surprised actually um, that they extended furlough because it's and so many business owners have said, well, it's just going to delay when I make people redundant. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's that's what's happening. Yeah, it's just it's just delaying it, and yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting what they do with that. I mean, I, I keep saying I think they should probably seize. They should seize the government should seize this opportunity to make changes that they've always wanted to make change. And, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like a universal income or something like that. Yeah, yeah. As the opportunity to do that, and they'd have the backing of the general public actually. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. it's really tough. But but if I if I knew one hundred percent what was going to happen in twelve months' time. I'd, I'd I'd be an happy man because well, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll come back in twelve months and see where we're at. Yeah. That'll be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, yes, brilliant. Yes. That's been that's been really good. Hopefully, it'll have given some inspiration to some people to just get up and do it. Yeah, um, yeah. that's what we want people to do. There's plenty of help out there with places like EKM. It's dead easy to get started. You don't have to be worried about it. The cost of doing it is really low. Um, 
and you've got the time to do it. So if you're going to do it, do it now. Yeah. No excuse. Thank you very much. Thanks for that, Anthony. Cheers, Paul. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. As always, this episode of Spitting Feathers Podcast was produced by Alex Hallisey and hosted by me, Paul White, for spittingfeathers.podcast.co.uk. If you like what you've heard, hit subscribe so you'll get the next episode as soon as it's released, and we hope to have you back here very soon.